Welcome in to the Blitz and Bucket Show. My name is Kane Schwartz, and to my left I have Jaden Kozak. And this podcast is going to be predominantly professional basketball, as well as some professional football. We might touch on some collegiate stuff here and there, but mostly professional basketball and professional football. Now, my personal favorite teams are the Washington football team and the Boston Celtics. And, Jaden, I'll let you take it away. Uh, my teams are the Steelers and Sixers, and both of us are going to be trying to head into the sports world in some capacity, him in sports broadcasting, me in sports management. And uh, with that, I guess we should just get started. Sounds good to me. So... This upcoming week, in the first round of the NFL playoffs, we start with the Colts and the Bills. And the Bills are coming in really hot. Really hot. Really hot. So since their October 19th loss against the Chiefs, the Bills are 9-1. and And their one loss is against the Cardinals. Yeah. And that was the Hail Mary with D-Hop, yeah. Nuke. And they shouldn't have lost that game. They let a game-winning drive. And they're just really hot. Josh Allen has passed three games. Nine passing touchdowns. One pick. Two rushing touchdowns. I mean, Yeah, I don't think you can take away anything that they've done over the last few weeks, especially over the last few months. You know, they've just been so dominant offensively. You feel like you can't stop digs. You feel like you can't stop that entire offense. And their defense has been just good enough to get the job done. And you look at their season as a whole, they're 13-3. and One of those losses went on a Hail Mary, and the other two are KC and the Titans. So, I mean, those are two of the best teams in the NFC. Those are two of the best teams you're going to be able to face. Right. I agree. You can't doubt Josh Allen's talent as well as Stephon Diggs' talent. Past three full games for Stephon Diggs, as in Week 17, both came out of halftime, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Stephon, past three games, 145 yards and three touchdowns against New England. 147 yards against Denver, and 130 yards receiving and one touchdown against Pittsburgh. Give me a fancy title. Right. Right. We, I took a stinger against Jaden in our personal fantasy football Ooh. league. Quite the bummer, but uh, we won't get into that. It's too painful, <laughs> too raw this quickly. So, but I can't, I can't name a hotter duo in football oh. right now. I mean, quarterback, only, wide receiver. Yeah, the only teams you could maybe look at as being a hotter team than the Bills coming into the playoffs right now are maybe Baltimore and Green Bay, and none of them have looked like this. Like this, this team looks like you think that they might be able to compete with KC, and nobody has thought that anyone could do that all year. Like everybody's been looking for a team, you know, out of, especially out of the AFC. Can this team compete with the Chiefs? Can this team compete? With the Chiefs? And the Bills look like they can fit the bill the best because I mean they've got the offense, they've got a defense that's good enough to get it done because. You don't want to bring in a high-powered defense versus the Chiefs and a not so not so high-powered offense because you're not going to beat the Chiefs, you know, if you just try to stop them because you can't. You have to try to outscore them. You're not going to prevent them from scoring. Right, right. Totally agree there. And their defense is middle of the pack. Not going to lie there, but I mean their offense. You just need an offense that can compete with KC, and there's not many like that in the yeah. NFL. So. Not a hotter doer than Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, like I said. So, coming into their matchup against the Colts, I'm feeling pretty good. Oh, yeah. I, f- I feel like pretty good about the Bills. I feel like it, the problem is the Colts hold the ball very well because of their run game, and their defense is, you know, pretty good, against, especially against the run. But I don't know if it'll be good enough to stop how hot this offense has been, and they, they might not be able to hold the ball enough because – 
you know, you can hold the ball all game and take up all you want, but if you give them the ball back and they go down and score, then you're right back where you were. You know, you're down. And their offense just isn't high-powered enough to be able to compete with Buffalo. So I feel like, you know, they're especially in Buffalo, you know, in the cold, not that they really have a problem with that, but it's it's a home game for them. I don't see any way that the Bills lose this game as hot as they've been. Right. I agree. Now, I mean, Phillip Rivers in the playoffs, kind of intriguing. Yeah. You know? Got the experience. And this may be his last game. Like, this may be it for him. You're right. You're um, right. He's got the experience, and Jonathan Taylor coming in this game, 253 rushing yards against Jacksonville. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, 253 rushing yards against anybody is impressive. Granted, it is Jacksonville, and their rush defense is, right. like, bottom two, if anything. But 253 rushing yards is impressive nonetheless. Right. And, you know, so they've got some pieces. That's something to keep into account. Right. They've got some pieces. They got Jonathan Taylor. They've got Philip Rivers with the experience. T.Y. Hilton's starting to look like old T.Y. Hilton. I mean, he he's 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 producing because they don't have a whole lot of receiver talent on that team. So you got, you kind of got to give him the ball. I mean, Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman's been all right. Yeah, I mean, regardless, we're both feeling pretty good about the Bills. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I. They're favored by six and a half points. I think they cover. Yeah. Fairly easily. Right. No problems. Either. We're taking Bills. Six and a half points. And we'll move on. So then we've got Rams and Seahawks. Now, not the sexiest of first round matchups, gotta no. say. No, no, no. That Saturday slate is just not so not so great. Right. No. Right. The Rams got the QB problems. Sean McVay. Not being totally clear. And that's that's genius in a way because, you know, it's kind of, it reminds me of what the Warriors did with KD in the finals in 2019 where they would not tell, you know, the Raptors if they were going to play him or not. And that changes your game plan completely because, you know, you got a game plan for this guy and then, you know, right before game time, this guy comes in. And especially as a quarterback, that changes your whole game plan because you got to, you know, that's the whole offense. Right. If you got a game plan for one guy versus now, the other. I don't know if the Seahawks seem to make a whole game plan for uh, Wofford. Maybe not, but... They may need to make one for golf. Correct. And if I remember correctly, Russell Wilson's not done very well against that Rams defense this year. Not not very good at all. And Walford's kind of a tricky guy, you know. You don't against those tricky guys. You you don't and, know. Yeah, and you have got a little bit of his legs. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, he was serviceable. Two hundred thirty-one passing yards and an interception against Arizona. So serviceable. Yeah. Not terrible. Now Seattle. Couldn't live up to their defense this year. A lot coming into this year, a lot of hype yeah. for their defense. I mean, yeah, you got a lot of names. Like, you got Wagner, you got Jamal Adams. Those are just names. But the rest of that defense is brutal. It's bad. It's, agreed. Agreed. It's, Second in passing yards allowed this year. And the Rams, t- opposite end of the slate. Yeah. They have the least passing yards allowed in the league. Yeah, that is that is the main matchup that I'm looking for because of when, if the Rams are able to get up, the Seahawks just go straight to passing the ball very often. And I mean, why wouldn't you? You got Russ, you've got DK, you got Lockett. I mean, you're going to want to throw to those guys. But with a pass defense like that, that's what kind of got them in trouble in their first matchup. Russ threw, I believe, two to three picks, and they just weren't able weren't able to put any drives together because of that. Right. Something I want to propose to you. Ramsey. Covers sometimes in the slot, covers sometimes. I mean, in the games that they played against Seattle, he's been primarily guarding DK. Yeah. But Tyler Lockett, could, he had a really good game last week. Yeah, it feels like that. Every, like it's either you don't hear about him at all or that's all you hear about with Lockett. And 
it's like we said for fantasy, he's either a guy that can lose you a playoff game or he's a guy that can win you a playoff game. Right. And that might be true for Seattle. He could be a guy that could lose you a real NFL playoff game or a win you a real NFL playoff game. Right. Right. I don't know how D- DK's been all... I mean, obviously, he's been great all year, but against Jalen... I mean, Jalen is probably one of the best matchups... Or one of the worst matchups if you're a receiver in the league that you want to see. He's a goon in man-to-man defense. Amazing. And that entire Ram secondary, really, because you can switch around anybody. Like, they've got a lot of guys that can give you, you know, great pass defense everywhere. Right. I think when it comes down to it, if Russell needs to go to Tyler, he's going to go to Tyler. Oh, yeah. And... Because he's done it for before DK got there. Yeah. He went to him primarily, and they did great, you know, just going to Tyler. So, that's the Rams and Seahawks game. The Seahawks are favored by three, and we'll take the Seahawks. Now, see, I, coming into this, I had the Seahawks, but I've, I've never trusted the Seahawks. I've, I didn't really trust the Seahawks to make it past the second round, and if, you know, maybe they were facing, like, the Bucks or a different NFC team that wasn't the Rams and you know maybe if Jared Goff plays I think they might have a shot at beating Seattle because Seattle is so inconsistent you know you don't know what Seattle you're going to get week to week yeah but coming off a recent loss to the Jets can't imagine the Rams are too feeling too great about themselves that sticks out like a sore thumb oh yeah that loss to the Jets so but you know, Seattle's inconsistent. So, But Seattle in both, the playoffs... Both teams are inconsistent, I will say that. Both right. teams are... You don't know what team you're going to get week to week. So, right. I mean, this game could really get less... You know, as heavy as it seems to favor Seattle, even though they are only minus three, I feel like, you know, the Rams could end up coming out and blowing them out. Like, you would have... You'd be shocked, but... I mean, look at the Giants. Yeah. Look at the Giants beating the Seahawks. Nobody saw that. And they looked like they were going to start Colt catching McCoy. fire. Yeah. So... I mean, Wofford, Colt McCoy, I mean, pretty much the same. I'd like to think that the Rams' supporting cast between, you know, their offense and their defense is a lot better than the Giants at almost every single position. Right. So, you never know. You never know. You never know. In another game you don't know, or possibly you do know, Bucks and the Washington football team. (sighs) Now, Bruce Arians had some comments coming into this game that with Alex Smith, the Washington football team is a hell of a team. Yeah. I wouldn't. So, the defense is obviously stifling, and it's got a very, very bright future. And in my opinion, they are they are one piece, and obviously that one piece is a quarterback, away from being a 10-6, and 11-5 team. But I also like to hear what Chase Young said. About Tom Brady, he said he wants he wants to see Tom. He wants to you know get at him on Saturday. He said and, he wants Tom. Yeah, yeah. That is scary. I, if you're calling out Tom, I like Tom, that mentality. I do. I do too, especially as a Washington football team because fan. I feel like it gives us energy. Before, like a year ago, two years ago, none of the players on our oh team no. would have said that. Oh no. You know. So why would you? I like the energy, but calling out Tom Brady. Aaron's even came out and said that that was. Kind of, me- and it wasn't like an it wasn't like a you know no it's like just a bad move it wasn't like being like disrespectful it was like you know like I'm not I'm not bowing down right I'm not gonna it's sit here and watch this happen you know 17. we're gonna be here oh sorry about that all right we're back 
<laughs> you know, we're going to be able to, we're going to want to come out and compete with you, and we're not just going to lie down because you're Tom Brady and because you probably have been a better team than us all regular season and are off. And that's the problem, though. That that defense and that off, the uh, Washington defense and the Bucks offense, that's going to be the main matchup, obviously. Right. Because the Washington offense has been what's held them back all year. They feel like, You feel like they can't even score any points right. to beat anybody. I remember that Steelers game. I remember a visual, and it was punt, punt, punt. Oh, well, that's the Steelers. The first. Yeah, I mean, but that all football. Yeah. I know the Steelers' defense and everything and going against an Alex Smith, but Alex Smith, 4-1. and one. Went back and looked at Arian's comments, 4-1. and one. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, obviously he's not their guy. He's not their right. guy moving forward. They don't have a guy. That's what I'm. So if I'm a Washington fan, which you are, that's what I'm worried about because you are now. Oh, yeah. You are now what? Nine. You're probably going to be 19th because you'll be the lowest seeded or the lowest record team that gets eliminated the earliest. So you'll probably be the 19th pick. Do you take a Trey Lance? Zach Wilson's not going to fall that far. You're obviously not going to be able to get the Fields or the Lawrences. You know what I didn't realize? Trey Lance has played one game this year. Yeah. COVID. Trying to evaluate. These quarterbacks and any prospect, really. and especially one from North Dakota State, right. like, I mean, it's really, really hard to get film on him, especially if he's only played one game because that game might have been against the South Dakota State, which has no NFL players on it. Right. So it's going to be kind of hard to evaluate him in talent, and with a team this good, you've got to get the quarterback pick right, and that's why I'm telling you, I know three team trades in the NFL are not very common, but if you can move up and you can get. My three-team trade would have been them moving up to one, the Jags moving down to two and taking Justin Fields because of Urban Meyer, and then New York moving down because they have no pieces, but they do have Sam Darnold. But if you can move up and even get, like, a Zach Wilson, like, you're one piece away. You've got the running back. You've got a receiver. You've got a good enough tight end. Your line's good. Your defensive line's good. Your secondary's all right. You, you need to get this right. Because if you do, you're, you're 11 and 5, 12 and 4. Like, somewhere in that range, especially in that division that's looked horrible. You need to get it right, but if you aren't taking Lawrence, like, let's say that your three-team trade doesn't happen, and we're, if we do not get Lawrence, I would not like to see us draft a quarterback because it is so unsure this year. Do you, do you send four to five first-round picks to Houston for Deshaun Watson? Because, real, like, it's not like eight years ago. When they took RG three, I think considering we're one piece away, yeah, I would do. It's that. not like where you were like eight years ago, where you know you've got a you dr- you trade up the pit, you trade all the picks, and you draft RG three, and then you're like, okay, we'll figure out the rest later. Like we've got a missing piece here and here, but whatever, we're gonna get the quarterback now. Right, you are one piece away. Right, I mean, like you may not have, you know, your corners aren't the greatest, or you know, some of your linebackers like Kerrigan's probably gonna end up leaving, but like. You can sign free agents to fill those spots, right? But you've got all the you've got and the Kerrigan, defense. Kerrigan will leave and we'll be okay. Yeah, you have oh, plenty yeah, of you defense. Are, you're more than fine on the right. defensive line without right. Kerrigan. Now, I don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to leave Houston. I feel like that's kind of I I don't know. I mean, it's always I feel be like talk. Houston has their franchise quarterback. It's always going to be something they're going to want to hold on to him. Yeah. I feel like Matthew Stafford to Washington is a little bit more realistic. I think that I think that's a that's a fair point because you know what do the Lions have right now? You've got an old quarterback and nothing around him. No, 
and you've you've been in they've like got to go into rebuild. You've been in like that seven to thirteen draft pick every single year, and that's gotten you nothing. I mean, they were three last year, but it felt like every year before that, it was just meh. So you got like the players that weren't the upper echelon, but they weren't bad either. Right. And they made like they had Darius Slay, like Okuda last yeah. year. He made almost no impact this year. Right. Like he was. I feel like there was injuries, and you know. He just he felt like he didn't impact the game at all. And especially when you draft the corner at three and your team's not that good, he's not going to, you know, obviously make an immediate impact on winning. Right. Right. I don't know. We'll see what happens with the Washington football team, but let's move on from rebuild talk and let's talk Ravens and Titans, which happens to be a topic of debate. Ooh, let's cover the point spread for Bucks and Washington football team. Yeah, I, th- I think the Bucks. it may not look like they're going to hit it, Heading into the fourth, but I think they'll end up covering. I They're think. favored by eight points going into this game. So, I would take Washington football team, my love, Mia Moore, but competing with Tom Brady in the playoffs as with a losing record coming into the playoffs, not nah, looking well. so great. Not nah, looking so great. So, my apologies for moving on a little too fast, but now, Let's get into the much-anticipated first-round matchup of the Ravens and the Titans. A rematch of last year's playoff game where Derrick Henry ran all over Baltimore just like he did in the regular season game. Jaden, I have a little stat for you. In the last two matchups against the Ravens, Derrick Henry has ran for 328 rushing yards combined. Now, while that is true, and I know that... Calais Campbell has not been, you know, the Calais Campbell we remember in Jacksonville or even Arizona. And he hasn't been that this year. He's still a very good run stopper and better than anyone that they had because they didn't have Brandon Williams in either one of those matchups either. And he's their next best run stopper. So you've got to take that into account to a certain extent. And, you know, they held Derrick Henry in check for a lot of the game. And if the Titans win, I don't think it'll be because of Derrick Henry. It'll be because of the play actions to Derrick Henry where the Are Baltimore, you talking about the game this year? The, this regular, past regular, the regular season, season game? game yeah. He, they held him in check for most of the game. Right. I mean, holding Den- Derrick Henry to 100 yards through four quarters. I mean, he got the 30-yard run in overtime. But holding him to 100 yards in four quarters, that's all you can do. Right. Like, that's all you Agreed. can ask. But the problem with the Ravens is they send everybody. And then they leave everybody else in man coverage. And when you run play action, you got seven guys running at Derrick Henry. All it takes is a receiver to get one step on their matchup, and you know it's a completion, and it's you know moving the chains. And if you continue to do that, and you continue to send everything to stop Derrick Henry, that leaves everything else open. And if the Ravens' offense can't get moving, which I think it will, because they've been so hot they these have. last couple weeks. And they're just carrying all this momentum and all this, like, built up. You know, they counted us out. And this hurts me to say as a Steelers fan because, you know, I've always hated the Ravens, and here I am defending them. Right. But I think they're going to come in. This is this is probably, like, this is Raven-Steelers almost <clears throat> for them. How Like, how much it's eaten at them that not only did they take them out last year and embarrass them. And you have Malcolm Butler coming out to midfield, oh, going yeah. at it with Harbaugh. Oh, yeah. It's and like cheated. You know, you were the one seed last year. You were, like, going to go to the Super Bowl. You had your MVP, and then they come out and just embarrass you. And then they do the same. Not They didn't embarrass you this year, but they beat you again. In overtime. In overtime. With a run with the dude who has completely ran all over you. Yeah. So they are they are fired up. They're ready to go. And I, I think they're going to advance and play Kansas City next week. 
See, I have to differ. I think the Titans, obviously there's Derrick Henry, who we've already talked about, but their passing offense cannot be overlooked. You've got Ryan Tannehill, who a lot of people think might not be the greatest, but, I mean, he's he's more than serviceable. Yeah. More than serviceable. Oh, well, With weapons around him, Corey oh, yeah. Davis, A.J. Brown, I think A.J. Brown's going to be something special. I think he is. So... We talked about this a little bit earlier, but it makes your job a lot easier as a quarterback when the defense is selling out to stop your running back. Right. And, you know, and I'm not taking anything away from Tannehill because especially what he's been able to do with his legs this year, that's been, like, something that has blown a lot of people First away. First thing that comes to mind is that run against Green yeah. Bay. Yeah, look, I mean, even though in the end. Yeah, it was a blow. In the end, it didn't but. matter. But the way he's been playing can't be overlooked. I will give you that, but. It depends on the way Baltimore tries to attack it because the last time that you know they sent everybody because they didn't have Calais Campbell they didn't have anybody that could get pressure on the inside you know between the tackles to s- slow him down now they do right and so now do you ch- you know kind change it up a little bit because of how it didn't work last time mm-hmm that's gonna be the difference in that game and I will say that the Titans aren't coming in nearly as hot as the Ravens are. Played the Texans they awfully close. stumbling into the playoffs, I would say. Right. Like, Got like, blown out by Green Bay in Week 16. Oh, yeah. And struggled against a struggling Texans team yeah. in Week 17. So, not coming in too hot, but I imagine Derrick Henry in the playoffs. That's vintage. He's he's Derrick Henry. Yeah. You know? That's all you got to say. So, little differing there, but who's favorite in that game? Ravens or Titans? Ravens are favored by three which, and a half points. Which surprised me because I thought I was I thought I was in the minority by taking Baltimore, because you know like the whole thing is the Titans have the Ravens number and the Ravens can't beat the Titans. So I figured you know everybody, including uh, Vegas, would be with Tennessee on this one. But apparently I'm not alone. I think it does have a lot to do with how hot the Ravens are right now, yeah. coming into this and how cold the Titans I'm, are. I'm telling you, man, they're fired up and they really, really, really want them. They I really feel like Vrabel is going to get this team fired up for playoffs. So yeah. Vrabel, Vrabel, I love him as a coach. Yeah, I love him as a coach. So because he's he's got that like the really like you know the players coach side, but he's also right. got that super strategic side. Right. Like I remember uh, he gets Belichick. Yeah. 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 The outsmarting with the mm-hmm. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've got our first differing pick. I'm taking Titans. He's taking Ravens. One that can we bo- we can both be in agreement on is the Saints and Bears game. Yeah, Saints are favored by ten. We are taking the Saints. I don't think that one's going to be close. I don't think that's going to be close either. They're getting a healthy Michael Thomas, a COVIDless Kamara back, who the last time he played. Do you think a help? I want to touch on Michael Thomas. Do you think that Michael Thomas can return to last year's form? So when you have 140 receptions in one season teams tend to key in on you a little bit more and I think with that offense you know what they do being so like sporadic this year because first you're missing Michael Thomas and then when Michael Thomas comes back you're missing Breeze and then Kamara also missed time so you got Taysom Hill running in there they have had no identity all year and now they're just finally getting it back in the wild card round and this is going to be a perfect game for them because unless something goes horribly wrong they should beat Chicago Unless something goes really, really bad because of how good their defense is. And, you know, Chicago doesn't really have... they Their run game will be neutralized by the Saints' defense. 
their pass game will be neutralized, or at least their pass game to Allen Robinson should be neutralized by the Saints' pass defense. And this is a game where they've got it. Fi- they've got to figure out. You got to figure it out in sixty minutes, right? Because this is probably like this feels like one of the first games that they've had all three of them all year. Like right. there can't be too many. Mm-hmm. And oh, jeez, a high-powered Saints. See, I want to touch on Mike Thomas just a little bit more. I just, I feel like there's something off there. I, he punched a teammate. When you're punching Cam a teammate, Newton punched a teammate, and they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I just he just hasn't done well this year. I know the injury stuff. Well, yeah, but I I will definitely say he has not had a good. He has not last year. There was a Cam Newton punched a teammate and did well. Yeah, Michael <laughs> Thomas punched a teammate and did not do well. <laughs> yeah, but you know. It's kind of hard. To, it's obviously kind of hard to get your groove when you're, you know, you're out two weeks and then you're back and then, you know, you keep you keep coming in and coming out. It's kind of hard to catch a groove. But there was an argument last year that he was the best receiver in the league. Like, you mean you you've got Julio up there every year, you got Hopkins up there every year. Devonte Adams has made an. Uh, there was definitely an argument. I think a, a lot of case. arguments said Diggs that. has also made a case this year. Right. But now, do you even look at him at top five? Because you've got. Devontae Adams and Hopkins have been your clear-cut two this year. They've got to be. Diggs is right there, too. Diggs is knocking on the door. I mean, he leads the league in yeah. receiving yards. you still got to think about Julio, because while he's not looked the greatest, neither is Michael Thomas. I mean, Julio, it's hard to see anything out of him. Yeah. He's been injured all year. Yeah. And you can't leave Tyreek Hill out either. Right. So, I mean, it's, there's a question is if he even top five anymore. I would put Michael Thomas before Julio. Just because I'm a Julio guy, and I've always liked Julio. I like I love the mentality of him. I love you know all the physicality stuff, but and I don't really like Michael Thomas. I think see, for most of his career, Julio has played through injuries, and it's ca- this it's, year it's catching up to him. To it's catching extent. up to him. He did not play this year yeah. a lot. Well, I felt like he he probably felt like he didn't need to. Like yeah, I'm hurt and Fair. I'm thirty something. Fair, you know. I don't want to go out there and take away two years off the end of my career for this five and eleven, four and twelve team. Fair. Why would I? Right. And, and in the games that he did play, he was yeah. outstanding. Yeah. So, I think there's an argument there between Julio and Michael. All right, let's get more focused on the Saints and Bears game. Not much to touch on overall. The Saints have the fourth best rushing defense in the league, allowing the fourth fewest rushing yards, and that's bad news for David Montgomery, oh, yeah. who's been super hot. Yeah. Coming into this game, he had a very he had a very good couple matchups that gives him. And a lot he's of been their offense rolling into the playoffs, and it's going to hit a wall. It's it should to. hit a wall, right? Especially you know in New Orleans, like people forget the regular season, and this was when the Bears were starting to falter a little bit. But the Bears took New Orleans to overtime. Granted, that wasn't Soldier Field, and New Orleans, you know, playing in a dome for at least eight games a year doesn't play well in the cold of Soldier Field. But they took that Saints team to overtime, right? I mean, the Bears at the beginning of the season, fantastic. Like, and it was completely overlooked until people looked at the standings and were like, oh, they're, you know, 6-2. and two. Right. Like, nobody thought that was going to happen. Nobody thought it was even happening as it was going on. Right. And then they have just stumbled and just been bad, 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 bad games all throughout to finish the year. It's right. not been pretty. A lot of that has to do with the quarterback play. Yeah. Mitchell Trubisky, been serviceable. I I think they got to give up on Trubisky. It's, it, I mean... With the team around him, it's kind of like a Washington situation almost, where you feel like you know you're one piece away, but that piece is the biggest piece. Right. And the worst part is the way that like Trubisky has had 
not so great games, but he's also had very good games. Like, I mean, granted it was against Jacksonville, but he he had a very good game against Jacksonville. He started the season, eh, you know, and he played all right enough to get him into the playoffs, obviously. And the question is, is that enough for Chicago to want to extend him? And if it is, how long do you want to stay a Chicago Bears fan? Because you just keep looking at this, you know, potential of a team, a potential of a playoff team, a contender, especially with the defense. And you've got, you know, at least you've got Allen Robinson out here. You got Montgomery in the backfield, who's looked, you know, more than serviceable. Throughout at the beginning, now the end of the year. Yeah, the end of the year. At the beginning of the year, it was rough. For the, yeah, it was rough. But That's another thing. Turned do, it on. do they do they keep him around too? Because you know he's. Cohen's coming back next year because he tore his ACL in camp or Achilles or some season ending. I don't think they're going to use Cohen a lot in rushing. Like, for uh, I think Cohen is more of a change of pace, yeah. receiving back, Third down specialist, yeah. that kind of thing. So I think Montgomery will be their running back going forward. But as long as he continues to play how he's playing. You know what would be storybook for me, though? The Bears. Down 14 at the half. Trubisky not looking too great. Oh, dear. You run out Nick Foles, the playoff god, oh, and he leads those Bears to victory. I would just love to see that person. Yeah. And I, I think, like, Nick Foles in the playoffs, I think, is just something special. Yeah. I, th- I think he may. I just don't think he's talented enough to get the job done, especially against this team. Like, nobody thinks the Bears are going to beat the Saints. It's huh. a 2-7 it's a matchup. Like, Nobody thinks that's going to happen. So, like, I mean, if you really want to, if you, like, second half they are down 14 and Trubisky's not playing well and you feel like you need another spark, sure, knock yourself out. I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. Really? I, I think that Nick Foles in the playoffs, no stats to back this because he's now with the Bears, but I just think that Nick Foles in the playoffs is just money. I think... Uh, I mean, name a more clutch quarterback besides Tom Brady in most that. recent years than Nick Foles. Well, you can't. You don't have much to compare it to. How many playoff runs has Nick Foles had? He's had like two right. to three. That's true. Granted, one of them was a Super Bowl run, but in which he won Super Bowl MVP. He did. So, benching the Super Bowl MVP going into this game. Not looking too good for the Bears. But I don't think it would make much of a difference overall. But just a storybook moment to think about. Oh, yeah. But just to recap, ten's favored by, or Saints favored by 10. We're taking the Saints. Oh, yeah. Definitely should cover against a struggling Chicago Bears team with a limited offense versus a very, very good defense. And to tap her all off, we've got Jaden Steelers versus the Browns, in which we differ. I have the Browns in this game, and Mr. Jaden Kozak has his Steelers. Now, I'd like to throw a couple of stats your way. We know the talent in the Browns' rushing defense. Or, not rushing defense, my apologies. Rushing offense. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Arguably both top six running backs in the league. Kareem Hunt is not a... I would say Chubb. Talent-wise. Talent-wise... I mean, look what he did in KC. Yeah. It wasn't too long ago. I think. I, I guess there. you could say that, but I don't think, because you've got to think, Henry, Cook, McCaffrey, Kamara, Saquon, Chubb. That's six. Right. 
Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, seven. Zeke. Zeke, probably eight. Okay. Top ten. Maybe. But, Top 15. But that, that for, he's the best second running back in the league, I'll say. That oh, for yes. 100%. Yes. I mean, there's been games <laughs> where Kareem Hunt will rush for 100, Nick Chubb will rush for 100, really, they'll both rush for 100. He really helped out when Chubb missed. Right. And that, that kept them alive because if Chubb wasn't, if they had no, you know, back that could be a number one back when Chubb goes down, they may not make the playoffs. Right. Because there was only, there was a one game difference between them and Miami. You know, you lose one game and you're out. Mm-hmm. So, Browns, third most rushing yards in the league, like we're saying, very talented backfield. And the Steelers. Now, we were having a conversation before the show, and the Steelers do have a very talented defensive line to confront a good rushing team. But they're the 11th best rushing defense in the league, allowing 11th fewest rushing yards in 11th, that's more closer leaning to middle of the pack. So, a lot of games, we've had to play the Ravens twice, who run the ball almost all game. That doesn't help. We've also missed Cam Hayward a few times last week, which is my main point in picking the Steelers, is we had Mason Rudolph in at quarterback. We used Josh Dobbs in a few packages, which I'd honestly like to see again. But honestly, because, you know, it brings something different. You know, you don't expect it. I mean, obviously, when you see him coming out on the field, you got to think run to a certain extent. But, like, you know, short, need a few yards situations, I'm I'm not opposed to bringing Josh Dobbs on the field. But, you know, you put Mason Rudolph on the field, you don't have T.J. Watt, you don't have your starting center, you don't have uh, Cam Hayward last week, and the Browns were, you know, one failed two-point conversion away from going to overtime with that team. I, I don't trust that going into, you know, after the week before losing to the New York Jets. Right. So, and the week, week five, I believe it was, the Steelers beat the crap out of them. Like, it wasn't even close. Like, it was embarrassing. The Steelers, as of late, have looked terrible. That is what I will I don't know I if you've say. been paying attention or not, but the Browns haven't looked too great either. I just personally... Not a huge fan of Juju going out to the logo oh, and dancing. I'm and it either. made me so happy in my heart when Von Bell laid him out. To a certain extent, it did me too. But, now, I've wanted to talk about this. This is something that I've had to tell everyone that I know. If you think that TikTok or whatever you want to say is the problem with the Pittsburgh Steelers, you are an idiot. Because that is not the problem. The offensive coordinator is the problem. You know, the... Run game not being... I think distractions to an extent can be a problem. Making I don't think that's the main problem. Doing dances on the internet on Tuesday is not a problem. That is... it's. Imagine it's, the legitimate players on the Steelers when they see Chase Claypool and Juju TikTok in their you way. You imagine seeing Juju donate $250,000 to, you know, low-income families. You don't see that from everybody. I'm not saying that he's a bad guy. Well, that's what it's made out to be, like... And, like, you know, it's funny because, you know, he does the dancing and everything and then he got hit, but, you know, he's producing. I mean, all those receivers are producing. They're very talented. I'll give them that, but... It may be... Ben's Ben's clock is ticking. It's no secret. We've we've had to play, you know, protect Ben ball all year where we're, you know, getting the quick passes out. And it... 
it's kind of sad to see because, like, for all of my life, he's been the Steelers quarterback, and you know, it's kind of sad to see that come to an end, but it's it's time. This team is too good to waste it on a quarterback that, you know, isn't ready to compete. Not re- not not ready to compete for a Super Bowl, but not talented enough anymore to compete for a Super Bowl. So, you know, it might be Darnold time come next year, hopefully. That is dream scenario, but at least this season, I have us beating Cleveland this week. That's, right. that's all I'm worried about. I don't have us beating Buffalo next week or whoever we may end up facing. I do have us beating Cleveland this week. I look at Cleveland and I think immediately of that game against Baltimore. Game of the year. That that game was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And if they I mean in the last three games the Steelers are the have allowed the most the six most rushing yards in the league. Like well, it not, just gets even worse. Well, and thinking. if they run the ball like that they did in that Ravens game, they're good. I think the Browns will win. I have them winning. Steelers favored by six. I think the Browns beat them. At least covered that six-point spread. I don't know, man. I, so, last week, the Browns' rush was kind of kept in check. You know, keeping them under, what, 140 yards? Between the two backs, that's pretty much kept in check. Because, you know, if you... Seven if, yards rushing for each back. That's, that's not in check. That's kind of kept in check. For what's supposed to be the best rushing offense in the league, that's kept in check. Third best Because if they're passing the game... Nine, t- I'd say seven times out of ten, if you're playing a game and Baker Mayfield is your starting quarterback, you kind of want to attack that if you're a defense. I used to be a big Baker guy, kind of saw the light, don't think he's that great. He has his games where, like, oh, my God, Baker's, you know, finally looking like the guy again. I don't think he is. I think Baker has something to prove in this game. I think so, too, but you don't think Pittsburgh has something to prove? We've been, like... You know, all the tick, everything about the TikTok stuff. You know, we lost four out of five after going 11-0. and And, like, we're the worst 11-0 and team. We're frauds. You don't think we got something to prove? I bet they're pissed. Big Ben's been made fun of all year because of the offense that he's... I don't... Many people did not watch that Indianapolis game because, you know, especially in the Baltimore-Maryland market, you're going to be watching the Ravens game. The Steelers' offense... In week 16 against Indianapolis, I think it was the second or third drive of the second half. From then on, looked like the best Steelers that I've seen in the last two or three years. Big Ben, I felt like he was calling all the plays. It went from, you know, outside runs and, you know, short dink and dunk passes to, you know, eight, nine-yard throws, and then we aired it out twice for a touchdown, and the defense looked phenomenal. And that's why we're in the playoff. That's why we are the three seed right now, because of that win. And I think if we can play that way against Cleveland, we have a very good shot to beat them. And we may have a chance to compete with Buffalo. Not even, and I know Buffalo's been great. They've been hot. But if we play like that. I think that's preposterous. If we play like that. I think that's preposterous. There's a small part of me that doesn't believe it. But if we play like that, like exactly like that, Small chance we can I stay with Buffalo because we we lost by staying what? with Buffalo, staying and with Buffalo, beating Buffalo. Well, I know, but people are acting like we will get. We lost to by eleven to Buffalo, playing one of the worst offensive games we've played probably all year. And Buffalo is probably one of the best offensive teams in the league right now. And I still, if I had to put you know money down, whether if it was you know even odds either way, I'm still taking Buffalo. But we can stay with them. Yeah. I I don't know. Buffalo is looking so good right now, and the Steelers are looking so bad. Does, I, 
Okay, we'll finish. We'll finish Browns Steelers. I've got the Steelers. Obviously, you've got the Browns. We'll see. We'll see Sunday night. We will. We'll see. We will. And that just just about covers all of our first round matchups and a little outlook into the rest of the playoffs. We did a little bit of a bracket put together for the both of us, and we've both got the Chiefs winning the whole. Oh, my apologies. No, 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 no. not quite. My friend here, Jaden Kozak, has the Packers taking the title away, and I have the Chiefs taking the title. Yeah, a little away. bit, little bit of a hot take. I know, like it seems like something preposterous to say anybody other than Kansas City is going to win the title this year, but I don't know, man. I like the we, the way Green Bay's been playing. I've said they were my favorite to come out of the NFC for the Super Bowl since like week two. So I mean, I'm sticking. I think they're going to end up winning the Super Bowl. I think they can catch. The Chiefs, by surprise, because, you know, everybody has said all year, you know, it's Kansas City's title to lose. Since since they won the Super Bowl last year, this year's title has been Kansas City's to lose. And I think Aaron Rodgers wants to steal one before he, you know, eventually rides off into the sunset. I get it. I get it. I think the Packers look great this year. I think it was convincing in that Tennessee game. I love to see them batter them in the snow. And Rodgers... Pretty much the consensus MVP this year, oh, yeah. but I think the Chiefs, that dynasty. I think that I think they're going to be the new Patriots. Oh yeah, well, I think they're going to roll off three t- uh, titles. They already got one. They're going to do another this year. I think they'll do another next year, possibly another one after that. I mean, at that point, Kelsey's getting older. You know, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen with that team, but I think they've got at least three championships in them, including the one they already have. Oh yeah. I wouldn't say that's too far out there, but one thing that I saw in your bracket that I thought was interesting, you not only had Seattle getting past L.A., which, you know, isn't too crazy to say, but you also had them getting past New Orleans. Why? See, with Seattle, previous playoff success, I think you look at Pete Carroll, I think you look at John Schneider, the GM, they know how to win. They know how to win, and... I think that that team in the playoffs, I think in general, you get when you get to the playoffs, all you have to do is make it to the playoffs. Then everybody's 0 and 0. That is their record. Yeah. I think a lot of it has to go uh, deal with how hot you're coming in. I think that's some of it, but you look at previous playoff success. They are a team of winners. They know how to win. They have a Super Bowl there. Are they? Cuz that team that Super Bowl team, how many te- how many players from that Super Bowl team are still there? You got Russell Wilson. Right. You got Russell Wilson. You got Russell Wilson. Who else you got? Right. That's a whole different team. Cars- is Tyler still there? I don't think Ty- Tyler Lockett, was even Lockett there. Lockett is like four or five years in the league. He might have missed that year by like two to three years, but I don't know. I think even if you're going off of like not talking about the regular season and you're only looking at, you know, the playoffs and everybody's zero and zero and you're just looking team versus team, you've got – New Orleans is now. This may be a different scenario if they're playing in Seattle, right? But there's they're not playing in Seattle. They're oh, playing in New Orleans. They're playing in the Superdome. They're playing in essentially neutral field conditions. And I, if I'm not mistaken, New Orleans is getting their fans back. And if they have a you know even semi full stadium, I, I think the I think New Orleans can beat them. Now, Russ or the Seahawks as a whole are a very inconsistent team, and they could be you know the best team in the NFC. Or they could look like they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. So that obviously you got to take into account. But I think more times than not, the Saints were going to beat the Seahawks. Right. 
differing opinions there. I just like the track record of Pete and that organization as a whole. Any other differing things in our bracket or ah, see. I on a whim. We Jaden asked me to fill out my playoff bracket and we had to pick the final score of our championship game and we had to pick the Super Bowl MVP. And on a whim I picked Sammy Watkins. Just for a little fun. It would be fun to see Sammy Watkins win Super Bowl MVP. It'd be fun. <laughs> I'm betting. I'm not betting on Watkins. Now, like, Watkins is somebody, you know what, if I want to put a dollar down, because he's probably, like, what, like, plus 7,000 to win that? Sure. Put a dollar down on Watkins. You know, he might catch two touchdowns, and, you know, he wins Super Bowl MVP. But, obviously, since I don't have the uh, Packers, or if I don't, I don't have the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, I have the Packers winning the Super Bowl. My Super Bowl MVP is Rodgers. As much as I would love for it to be Devontae Adams, who's my fantasy MVP this year, one of the only players to we can't on my talk about year. anymore. It hurts. Did too we much. tell them I, I won? It hurts too much, dude. We can't go over it. Just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> Crushing defeat. That's all I gotta say. That was. Last week, I'll touch on it a little bit. I mean, we can't just not talk about it. I was down. What? Well, I was down more than a hundred points. Were, I no, think you were down. It was one ninety to one thirty-two, I believe. Really? So it, it felt like a hundred. It, it felt like a lot. It felt like I was. You like, had it handled. Oh, dude, I wasn't like I wasn't even watching. Right, and I rolled out a JV team that week. I rolled out Tom at quarterback, Jeff Wilson, because Dalvin Cook out for that game. Rolled out Henry. He did very well. Wilson did very well. Brady did very well. Look at my wide receivers. Deontay Johnson. If he was the one that killed me. Oh, my Lord. Right. So-so. Got Tyler Lockett. First really good performance in a a while. In a long while. No offense. Not too bad. T.Y. Hilton caught a touchdown. And all of a sudden, I'm right back in that game. Came down, for, I came roaring we, back, I, screaming back. I was like paying attention to it because I was at work, and I kid you not, not one of neither one of us held the lead for more than five minutes for over like an hour and a half. It was ridiculous. Like it was like so back and forth. Like your player would score a touchdown, then mine would score a touchdown, then yours, then mine, then mine would have like three catches and a drive, and ultimately, after Jeff Wilson scored the meaningless touchdown, that. Almost. I thought killed, I had it. I thought I had it me. after Wilson's touchdown. Waller came through. Uh, he had a few catches on that final drive. Read off your roster for me compared to mine. Okay, so I had Lamar. Lamar versus Brady. Okay. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones versus Jeff Wilson. Okay. Chubb. Chubb versus Henry. Okay. Got the advantage there. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Deontay Johnson. Diggs. Diggs versus... Tyler Lockett, who had done terrible going in that game. Waller. Waller versus Noah Fant, because I didn't have any Travis Kelsey this week, or Tyreek Hill. And Allen Robinson. And McCaffrey was been sitting on my bench since the beginning of the playoffs as I traded for him, hoping he would eventually come back. But, yeah. Would have rather lost that game by 100 than be that close, but that's neither here nor there. So, I think that just about does us. For our first episode on the Blitz and Bucket show. Now, we plan on releasing this weekly. And 
the day will vary because we both have varying schedules. I have college. She has work. So, weekly, though, pretty much promised. and Definitely with NFL playoffs, we got, we're going to try and keep this weekly, um, especially throughout the playoffs, and that way we can keep this content up. Right. Sounds good. Well, that just about does it for me and Jaden Kozak on the Blitz and Bucket Show. And good luck to everyone and their teams in the first round of playoffs. And we will catch you later.